Check out bmfcast.com for all our episodes and links to our social things. And for tons of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFcast. Dig through the pitches, hold on to your britches, and cast in the BAMF with this Rockula. One star, we're playing! Alright, welcome to the BAMFcast. Hey! Ooh, yes. Ooh, spooky edition. Ah, episode 487. Ooh, that's a spooky moment. <laughs> sure, it is. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Hey, that's Mackie. Yeah, yeah Mackie's here. Oh my god, what? It's a ghost. I'm still on the show. Yeah. I am ghost. not dead. We made it just for the very end of Rocktober. 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 Yeah. Rocktober, sorry. <laughs> my, my, my mistake. It's okay. Uh-oh. It's both. But you know what? What? Yeah. What we do each and every episode of this here Bamcast. I know, but tell the people at home. We go and we watch ourselves yeah. a quote unquote bad movie. Please. Then we come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then they get ratings. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five Jackson's and Robot Jocks. Robot, Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. Yeah. Robot Jocks. Yeah, it's not a good spooky, spooky movie. But I still- yeah. Oh. But if there are bad, bad movies, oh. stay away. Oh. They, neg- they get the negative sliding scale. One to five bags is in giant bags of trash. Oh, spooky trash. Boo. <laughs> yes. Boo is in boo. Right. As, as in, in bad. Yeah. Not, <laughs> boo. not boo is in spooky. Right. <laughs> Correct. Boo is in heckling. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as as I alluded to, we are wrapping up Rocktober. Yeah. Rocktober the second. Raptober. Raptober. Mm. It's Raptober. Yeah. Um, yeah. By watching 1990s Rockula. Uh-huh. Um, it's a thing. <laughs> Rockula. Uh, Rockula is a movie. It's an experience. Yeah. R- Rocula. Would you like a somewhat yes. inaccurate oh, plot summary? Yeah. That yeah. Read that, from that my plot movie? summary is wrong. It's tradition, and you don't fuck with tradition. Okay. Well, just get get angry. Not at me for reading the thing that I didn't write. <laughs> no, Here we you go. never are. Yeah, you are. A young vampire cannot lose his virginity because of a curse imposed upon him centuries ago. Mm-mm. I don't think that's right. That is wrong. I don't believe Harlow, that why did you give us all this wrong information? <laughs> uh-huh. He's very old. Uh-huh. Harlow, yes. Yes, very, very old. Not as old as Chuck, but pretty old. Getting there. Getting up yeah, there. I'm, I'm catching up. Yeah, one day. Because I'll be dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. And then that your, oh, that explains your number everything. will be the only one going up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, Rockula. That, yeah. None of that was right. Uh, uh, he's a vampire and he's centuries old. Okay, I believe he may be a virgin. Maybe, possibly. He I mentions mean, it a this, few times. This October, the four hundred year old virgin. It could be an actually completely accurate, but we're. It's not a. That's not the driving force of this curse. He says it in the movie. Does he? He specifically says, "Hey, I'm a virgin." Yes. Okay. His, All right. Well, then, then what's the problem with the thing then? We didn't uh, know it was because of the curse. He's uh, not a young vampire. It's not that he can't lose his virginity because of a curse. Yeah, he, he totally can can't lose his, his virginity he because he's a nerd that lives at home with his mom. Yeah. Oh. Okay, fine. Sure. Yeah. Fine. His name's Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's played by a Bamcast alum. Yeah. Dean Cameron. Oh, right. Of Ski School and Summer School from Bamcast Extra. I'm ready to declare that I like Dean Cameron. I appreciate him. He's all a, right. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> See if it pays off. He, he's a one-man show. I'll say that. <laughs> yes, he is. He 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 actually works in this. Okay. He plays yeah. two roles in this. He yes. plays himself and his mirror self. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he is uh, his object of his affection is Tawny Foray of Convict Seven Six Two. Right. If you remember, we've actually watched that. I, we did not we? like Convict Seven. I've seen it on a list. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Uh, yeah. I, Space chicks do something. Yeah, something or other. It's from the same um, director. Yeah, as... Luca Bertovici. <laughs> he was, was also the director of wonderful. Ghoulies. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Sorry. His, his most famous Bertovici. Ghoulies. That was great. Yeah. But Ghoulies. also Convict Seven Six Two. Yes, he eventually made Convict Seven Six Two. With that I lady, nothing about Convict yeah. Seven Six Two. It was bad. We didn't like it. Uh, and also Richard Zumwalt from Over the Top, Liberty and Bash, and Disorderly. Yeah, you missed a big BMF cast alum. Is that the wrestler dude? Literally big. Yes. Yeah. Does he have an IMDb picture? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he plays. Okay. He plays. Boom Chuck boom tends to skip this. those. Yes. He plays the Boom Boom. If he was 20 down on the cast list, I had given up. Also, I feel like Tony Cox, even though he's in it for a second, like he had to be in a Bathcast movie somewhere. Probably, sure. Right? Yeah. In a small role? I think so, Um, but I couldn't tell you. I don't feel like looking through the list either. Um, Yeah, Um, because it's all like disaster movie and all that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, His Dean Cameron, his mom (laughs) is played by Tony Basil. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Or Basil. Basil? I believe it's Basil. Well, I mean. Basil. Is she British? Tony. Or did she just like say, I'm going to. I do believe it's Basil. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I. Tony (laughs) Basil. No, she was born in Pennsylvania. Basile. So it's Tony Basil. (laughs) Either way. She's in it. She's his mom. Uh, And another musician, Thomas Dolby, is uh, the, I guess, the girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. He's the foil, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If there's a bad guy in the movie, it's him. Sure. But he's the best guy. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. It kind of makes me wish that Thomas Dolby had done more movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's good at this movie. He has surprisingly good comedic timing. And also him being in this movie made me wish that there was more Thomas Dolby in the soundtrack. There's right. only one Thomas Dolby song. Every other song sounds like a Thomas Dolby fever dream. <laughs> but yeah. there's they were only just one, trying to impress Thomas Dolby. Right. There's only one track that's actually his. Yeah. I'm amazed we didn't watch this during 1990 year. I th- it had to have been on the short list, right? I, yes, although I think I think either the Blu-ray was about to come out or the copy that was out was bad. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? We'll just wait. Mm. We had so many powerful choices during 1990 oh. year. Oh, yeah. Nothing but hits that year. Yeah. Oh, yes. Hey, don't you dare besmirch Dragon Fight. I'm not. I mean, that was Time one of the barbarians. hits. But for that, there was probably 48 other like, oh, why are we watching these? This hey, things? man. We would have never watched Dragon Fight had That's it not true. been for 1990 or so. Rockula died so that we could Dragon Fight. <laughs> so that our Dragon Fight could live. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. oh, oh, there's another. Uh, what? Another alum. Oh, huh? Really? Susan Tyrell was in Forbidden Zone. Was she? Yes, yep. that's right. Swear to God, I looked at her list. No, she okay. was in... I wasn't here for Forbidden Zone, so, for so you just shut it out of your head. Yeah, dodge the bullet. It, it just doesn't. Yeah, come into my brain. This has some parallels with Forbidden Zone and these other like absurd movies in sort of its like frenetic nature mm-hmm. um, and wild fantasy scenes. But to my delight, this was 100% better than Forbidden Zone can ever be. I apologize to all of you people who love Forbidden Zone who are wrong, um, but yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Forbidden wrong. Zone is trash. 
You got to be in the right mood for Rockula. Yeah. I mean, it starts off strong because you got an animated opening. Yes, oh, yeah. A yeah. good animated opening. Yeah. Really good. And, yeah. and it's like, oh, shit, what, what are we about to walk into? And then it doesn't quite deliver on that because, I mean, we were pretty ecstatic when this thing was starting because it's a it's a star grovey rockula song first 15 minutes were dicey yeah i felt like at I, any point someone could have i mean it was like the, the, the you know the intro lyrics were like you know i'm gonna rock you i'm gonna rock you la la yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's yep and it's as as i think bj said it's basically every musical genre crammed together in this song yeah that it's, intro Oof. it's like calypso blues funk <laughs> you know like early <laughs> 90s hip-hop beats mm-hmm. it's just well it's that's kinda, the soundtrack yeah yeah <laughs> It's very 1990. Mm-hmm. That's for damn sure. So, yeah, I would say it's easily it's more enjoyable than Forbidden Zone because that's that's just a no brainer. I mean, we we threaten to give that a new lowest rating ever type thing, so it doesn't really get any more anti our wheelhouse than Forbidden Zone. So this is inherently better just because most things are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I I Man, think do I, we... I think what's going in its favor is that it's. It's super. It's self-aware and also low budget, in a, in a in a charming way, um, because it's you know right off the bat it's a canon movie. It's a it's a, one of the last canon movies. It's among the last ba- batch yeah. of canon movies. And in, in fact, this was a canon movie where one of them was already gone. Right. So, you know, so you set us up high with the canon logo, and then this animated opening, and then the movie starts, and it's like, um. All right. Yeah. You know, you meet Dean Cameron and he's just, as we said, he's a lovable loser and he's just kind of talking to himself in the mirror. Right. I, I don't yeah, think he... that comes up right away. I feel like he's just like, well, what am I going to do? And I mean, is it, I is mean, it, it like, no, first it comes goes, up pretty quickly. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, because he spends this, some time with his mom, with his mom being weird. Yeah. And, and, and she looks at herself in the mirror and she's like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he asks her how she always does her makeup. Mm hmm. And she says, practice. Mm-hmm. And she's weird. Yeah. Like, mom's weird. Yeah. She's, it's, a, weird she's a fun weird. Tony oh, Basil sure. yeah. really leaning into, like, crazy vampire lady. Yes. Mm-hmm. I she's, think that's what I appreciate about this movie is everybody just fucking goes for it in yeah. this movie. There's nobody who's like... There's no shame. Yeah. There, there's <laughs> no shame in anyone. And they are asked to do some shit that, like, you got to right. be on board or or you're out. Yeah. Bo Diddley is in this movie. I don't know if we mentioned that, but yeah. Bo Diddley is in this movie. And in like the first scene, he's sitting in this this bar, like his local bar that Ralph hangs out with with his friends. And he's just like he's riffing just, on the guitar a little yep. bit. And then uh, Ralph starts to like he starts to tell his friends about this story, I guess, because he hasn't been through this with them yet. Um, but it's basically bartender lady who tells the entire oh, backstory. I just really, yeah, yeah it, is, it is that he talks to his reflection like right away because the movie starts with him playing the organ. Yeah, and it's at first oh, he's yeah, he's yeah. rocking out like you know true Dracula style, yeah. like he's fucking awesome on it. And then it's like then he can't play chopsticks and he just keeps getting worse at it. And then there's reflection himself, right. you know, because we have the bit where his mom interrupts and it's like, oh yeah, I don't have the, like I don't have a reflection anyway. I'm going out by and you know walks around like, look, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I like to fuck. I'm an older vampire. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. She's just like, she's always wearing like revealing clothes and stuff. And she's mm-hmm. like, anyway, I'm going out to find a man yeah. later. And so, yeah, then he starts talking to his reflection self. And it's, we're basically reminded, or the, the whole like first 10 minutes of this movie is basically like, hey, we're going to drill the plot of this movie into your head because yeah. we're going to say it a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I really appreciate about this like intro scene where they're, I just remembered how it works. Um, they're like zooming in and it's dark and dramatic and you can see like the cape hanging off of his shoulders mm-hmm. and he's, 
rocking out to you know fucking Dracula music, um, and then he starts fucking up, and then quickly turns around and you can see like his reflection and it's just Dean Cameron instead mm-hmm. of what you expect to be like fucking awesome vampire dude. Right. That's all like Dracula it up. Now there's what two or three commentary tracks on this Blu-ray interviews interviews. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was like a commentary track. I thought it actually, yes. but anyway, I, Oh wait, no, there, the yeah, other, there are commentaries. There's two interviews and a commentary track. I, the one thing, and I mean, I'm sure I could probably look this up a lot easier than watching the entire commentary is I assume because this is low budget, that it was obviously just a body double. Oh, yeah. In, oh, yes. But I mean, I like the fact that they went to the trouble to like reverse print everything. Yep. Like he's got a Transylvania University T-shirt on that's like established in like 1691 or some shit. Mm-hmm. But then his mirror image has like a reverse print of that shirt. And every time mm-hmm. there's they actually go through the trouble of like every time there's something reversed, they've got it written reversed. And yeah, it's kind of weird because it's like, OK, obviously, that's a lot easier than like doing some kind of like green screen flip the film thing. But also, it's like, is it, though? Because you got to build double the set, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just... You I know think Canon it, had people I, working I'm pretty, cheap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's practical, you know, every every reflection bit. But it's it's well done. Like, it's... And there's only... Well, there's... I guess there's a lot, but not that many. There's four sets, four mirror sets, I think. I mean, there, there's, a, mm-hmm. there's a decent number, because, like, there's Maybe the one five. in his room, there's the one by the organ, there's... Like, they're all small, though. There's like, so. like some in a bathroom. Yeah, I think several the bathrooms. Yeah, there's, there's the a, fun house mirrors. There's the fun house oh, yeah, fun house mirrors. Dressing yeah. room. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he, he pops up frequently. But anyway. I, I do like how they've got this set up to where he can run behind the set to another mirror because the, the, the stand-in is talking to Dean Cameron and then he walks away from a mirror and walks in front of another one and Dean Cameron has run over there to be the reflection in that one also. It's it. There's yeah. some clever low budget filmmaking going on. It's surprisingly good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, like you're looking at it and you're like, I see how you did this, but good job anyway. Yeah. And, and I mean, it. Maybe I'm reaching, but it gave also like me the vibe, like the American Werewolf in London, where mm-hmm. it's like David and Jack talking to each other mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Is it's kind of I feel like that's kind of what they're going for there, where mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, the one guy being like antagonistic towards the other one and you know nobody else knows that he's there yeah but. well because his, his mirror self is like the slick cool put together guy who's just like look I've got this shit figured out what the fuck's wrong with you like why are you such a nerd mm-hmm. why can't you ever do this because and we should probably get to the actual plot because they drill it like I said they drill it into mm-hmm. your head a whole bunch of the beginning is basically in 16 blah blah blah, blah you know, like he was born and then like met a girl, they fell in love and like, right. You know, he was already a vampire, like before he could marry her and turn her into a vampire so they could live for, you know, in eternity, she was murdered by a pirate. And he now has this curse sort of thing that like every 22 years she's born again and he gets to, you know, he will meet her like a week before she's going to be murdered. Mm-hmm. And well, he, I believe he meets her on Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. So two weeks. Yeah. Give yeah. or take a little yeah. more than two weeks. And he has to stop her from dying on Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this happens every 22 years, and he's never managed to do it. This is, like, this is attempt number 19 that's about to happen, I believe they say. Yeah. But, but at this point, he's just like, I don't even want any part of it. Yeah, he's just like... I don't want to be... In, I, like, I, I can't I just, do it, so I, I just... Yeah. Rather than, like, it's like have my heart, heart broken again, you know, I'll just, yeah. I'll just ignore it and not even meet her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and of course, like, he's saying this, and the reflection's like, dude, you've got to, like, I'm trapped in here, basically... You know, yeah. because you won't do this. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, it's it's this antagonistic version of himself who is like, you know, macking on ladies and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
He's even yeah. got ladies in the mirror. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And so, and his mom's, of course, like, you're going to do it, right? Yeah, I know what time it is anyway. Yeah. And then, so yeah, he goes to the bar and this is where we meet Bo Diddley and the bartender from mm-hmm. Forbidden Zone. The bar, yeah. From, from, she's. Yeah. Her name is Chuck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chuck and the she There's also fuck. just another dude who just like, every time, every, like, he's telling the story of like the, the fleshed out version of the story as it happened. And he's correcting a, a little details. And Chuck, the bartender, who's a lady, by the way, is just going like, uh huh, don't care. You know, just like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. But eventually, yeah, he tells the story of like how it all happened. And it's, it's very specific because it's like, it's, it was a pirate that c- killed her with a ham bone, as in like a pig's bone. Yep. And had a rhinestone, a bejeweled. Well, I'm I'm sure it was rhinestones, but a bejeweled peg leg. Mm-hmm. And I don't it's think just gonna happen every time. Yeah, it's oddly specific. Mm-hmm. But he so he finishes <laughs> the story and like leaves the bar. Yeah, Bo Diddley says that that man really has the blues. Yep. And then immediately upon leaving the bar, he gets hit by a car, which is driven by um, Mona. Yeah, Mona. Well, he, well, he basically ends it with, "I'm just going to go lock myself in my room, not come out till right. October." Or Halloween, you know, like, yeah, I can't meet her, mm-hmm. or you can't save her, and all that, and gets hit by a car, and it's her. So, yeah. yeah, Tony Ferrey, mm-hmm. Mona, and, and he loses his hat. He does. He's like, you stay away from me, because otherwise we're gonna go out and <laughs> we're fall gonna fall in love, and then you're getting married, yeah, and then you're yeah. gonna die. And I gotta do this all again. And he kisses her, and then leaves, mm-hmm. which and is the kiss just, of death. And she's just trying to like, she's know. like, wait, wait, what? She was like, that's dumb. But wait, his hat. Mm-hmm. I now have his hat. I will mm-hmm. think about him a lot. Yeah. And she's a musician. <laughs> yeah. She's in a band. She is in a band. Mona uh-huh. and the band. Right. <laughs> okay. This is the point where we get to. This is a musical. What? A lot of, a lot of musical numbers in here. Oh. Uh, your two lead characters can't sing. Not at all. They're both terrible. Yep. Um, They're not terrible. They're better than me. She kind well, of. <laughs> yeah, but you're worse than terrible. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, you're you're atrocious. (laughs) She kind of went to, like, the Taylor Dane school of singing where it's like, just sing loud Uh and it'll work. (laughs) Just shout everything. And it doesn't. (laughs) Doesn't. She's bad. And the the songwriting even like the songs kind of try to help her by being very simple and allowing her to just do the sing loud thing. Mm -hmm. But she's still all over the place like yeah. that's gonna be a no from me dog yeah um, yeah but i believe but, she has like a she's number got like that cheryl crow i don't know pitch yeah i don't get it I, i'm gonna I, sing anyway i believe she had like a number and then we're introduced to the thomas dolby like boyfriend whatever situation ex-boyfriend just saying like he's he's around Ooh, well he, he's like a he shows his tape uh-huh of his new commercial oh he's he's her He's her manager. Okay. And he's an eccentric mortuary owner, according to mm-hmm. Wikipedia. <laughs> That's true. It is correct. He comes in with some Asian gentlemen who are setting up some equipment, and then they play his tape. Oh, that's right. She never actually gets to do music. They're just no. in the studio, yeah. like, going to do music. Because she has an assistant who's like a little Mia Wallace Pulp Fiction lady who I don't even know what her name is. But... I was thinking Edna Mode. but Yeah, I was about to say Incredibles lady. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah. She's just hanging around in the background. Uh, but yeah, so they set up his his TV in a VCR and put it in his tape, and we watch his latest mortuary commercial, uh, which goes on for like seven minutes. It's <laughs> This universe doesn't understand mm-hmm. that commercial spots don't run that long, but it's just him rattling off ridiculous things about his mortuary company. 
Well, uh, I think the first one was like a was like musical style, I believe. Well, the first one was more like come out to Crazy Eddie's yeah. mortuary yeah. type thing. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, the second one was where he had dancing girls and yes. dancing. Yeah, okay. But yes, that's 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 the first. You know, we see her life and whatever. That that's all well mm-hmm. and good. And I believe he falls asleep and has a weird dream about the whole thing again. It's just, it's a music video slash clips from future scenes slash yeah. clips from that scene. <laughs> but it, whatever, if he, he has a dream or whatever and or a music video montage and is like, oh, I'm, I'm so wrong. I got I to gotta go see her. Yeah. And, and basically goes back to the bar and is like, she's a musician. How hard can she be to find? And she's in a band. Yeah. So he just... Not like now when there's only there's only like one band. <laughs> oh, there is. Yeah, yeah, just one. It's just the polyphonic spree. Mm-hmm. They just they've they've taken no over everybody. <laughs> there's no bands anymore. Okay, but in 1990, as someone correctly points out, there are 13,000 bands right. in the Tri Cities area, <laughs> Tri State area. Oh, to be okay. fair, oh, yeah, to be fine. fair. But yes, it's just a montage of him running around musicians and like talking to hair. Well, metal it's just like he's on like the street. Obviously, going like she's about this tall. Yeah. Like she's got hair. She's a lady. She's named Mona. You seen her? Anyone? Yeah. All and right. Like nah. <laughs> Yeah, but he talks to these bands for a while. Yeah. Like they couldn't find enough bands oh. to make it a diverse montage. Yeah, so he just stands and talks to them for like forty-five seconds, and they're all like, "Nah, man." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but eventually, that's when he talks to himself while walking by Funhouse Mirrors, mm-hmm. where his alter ego complains when he's in the short one, and then has to show him his dick when he's on the one that stretches the bottom half of his. Well, body. they're even doing like when he's in the long stretchy mirror. It's like he's got a deep voice. And yeah. Oh, I'm over here. I don't like this mirror. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do it's like nice that touch. that because they have him walking back and forth in mm-hmm. front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least his body double walking back and forth. It just it. But yes, the long, the long version of him is like, hey, wait, I wonder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he whips out his dick. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure they inserted a sound of it hitting the ground. There was a thwap. Yeah. Sound. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, as, there was as, a zip thwap. Yes, you do. <laughs> That's usually re- reserved for Spider-Man, but you know, zip thwap thwap. But yeah. yeah. And regular Dean Cameron's like, put that. Yeah, yeah, but eventually someone just like walks by and goes slap with a. Well, he goes, yeah, you you know it'll, you know it'll happen. Either it's going to happen or it's not. It's going to be destiny if it does. Mm -hmm. And that's when someone smacks the smacks a flyer right on the Mona at Hell Club. Hell Club. Yeah. So we go to Club Hell or Hell Club and Hell Club. It's a. It's not. It doesn't live up to its name. It seems like an okay place. It's just it's a. It's a mildly gothy bar because like the stage has bars and not like it's only for that number. Because she's yeah. singing oh, about being true. caged. That's yep. true. The yeah. bars are specifically for this one song. Okay, so they have a drop down set of bars. Sure. And, and they're like they're wide bars. Like you could easily walk through them. It's not like prison yeah, they're bars. They're just for visual effects. Okay. Yeah. Gosh. Yes. But later in the song, like dudes climb the bars yep. and then just go up into the sky. Like they never come no, back they, down no, again. They fired man back down. They did. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. But some yes. of them went up to the upstairs. Yes. Bar. She <laughs> sings a song about uh, being caged. Yes. And um, me, and and he's free. in the audience, and then they lock eyes, and she stops the song, but the song keeps going. That is the only one of her numbers that I actually like. I would like to hear it sung by somebody who is worth a it's shit music. Probably because she was gyrating on the bars. No, I like the I like the song itself. All it's right. weird, but okay. I liked it. I, I go a lot. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yes, they lock eyes. We all got the, our thing. The lip syncing, you know, kept happening because mm-hmm. like or stopped happening, but the song kept going. Yeah. I mean we're led to believe it's the backup band continuing to sing the part, but it sounded the same whether or not she was joined in or not. Um but yeah, she she pauses for a minute, sees him and it's just, now all of a sudden she's in, in love with him for some reason. Because she has his hat. Yeah, so shows over. Well, it's also because she's she has vague memories of right. the past lives. Yeah, yeah. 
So. Yeah, they're they're creeping in. So it's backstage, you know, it's the classic like you know '80s, early '90s thing of like we played one song, this grand number, and that's it. Thank you, good night. You know, but mm-hmm. so like also there's... like many of these movies and musicals and the like, it's just yeah, one and done. But there's a line of people, I guess, waiting to meet her, or get an autograph or whatever, and she's just like fuck all y'all and walks down the line to see him. Yep. And, and Thomas Dolby tries, well, it does interrupt. Oh yeah, and he's just like, maybe we'll see you again. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, he takes her away, and then the club hell manager comes over and is and like, literally throws him out. Hello, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, and he goes flying into some garbage. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and is it the next night? I th- well, he he dropped that like he in the the short time that they actually conversed is that oh yeah I'm a musician mm. too and I have a, that's right it's she's like he's... do you have a band and she's like yes. <laughs> and uh, do we do you play? Yeah. He's like, he's like uh-huh. yeah, 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 we play. Yeah, he freaks out when she and, starts asking yeah. him questions when and she, starts when, yeah, when making she, shit up. When when and when the Dolby's dragging her away, like it's like <laughs> he's 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 like maybe I'll see you in a, in a band your band sometime. Uh-huh. And then of course he just the very next or he goes back and is like, man, why sh- why did I say I was in the band? Hey, why don't I start a band? Yeah. And, and then we have band montage. Literally the, the three other people from the bar, one of which is an actual musician. Yes. Right. Yeah. Who gets like the least action in the, not like action, but the least like <laughs> band action is Bo Diddley. And he's the only actual musician mm-hmm. in the group. And God, they put him in some ridiculous. Well, he's yes, like with everybody. Yes, because once again, this, this movie loves its dumb montages because as soon as he's like, wait, I can start my own band. Then they have a montage of like, it's the trying on clothes montage, except they're they're trying out a band look. Yeah, and there's nobody there to cut to shaking their head disapproving. No, they're all just like, eh, I don't Mar- know, mariachis, we, I don't know, spandex, like I don't, whatever, amigos, yeah. barbershop quartet, I don't know. And they settle on all of it, basically. Kind of, yeah. yeah they they just really, all pick one. Yeah, they never really show what they settle on because it's what? right to right on to like the very next day that he is he has assembled the band. They they've apparently learned a song and gotten good enough or have enough sway to like go to a uh, hell club Look, and in the early 90s all you needed was like a gimmick just... yeah you needed like 30 seconds of a demo well they had flyers well, they also had flyers i mean but yeah. yeah but he's immediately booked a show at hell club it could be open mic night okay <laughs> but he's he's made up a flyer yes gone to her house snuck it in her door it rang rang the doorbell and ran mm-hmm. and so of course she's like oh rockula okay it's a place i go all the time anyway so i guess i'll go yeah, might as well just I sing there it doesn't, I guess doesn't I'll have be there it doesn't have his picture or anything she's just like oh okay rockula, yeah, it's huh? got a little cartoon dracula doesn't it yeah, yeah i think so dracula <laughs> lots of little draculas oh. little draculas <laughs> uh but yeah so she goes to the show and he comes out and she's like oh it's him mm-hmm. and the most notable thing about this is like a well, it's a song about being Rockula, and <laughs> Which all, is all his songs are about sure, being Rockula. They all are, yeah. but I mean, then this is the first one of them. But the thing to note here is his uh, his costume. Mm. Yes. Man, he's got all right. Listen. He's wearing. So I'm looking at a picture of it. Okay, like, he's wearing basically his normal outfit, which mm-hmm. is like kind uh, of sport coat, slacks, belt, black shirt, and a sport coat, like a long sport coat that's kind of like a duster link sport coat but instead of having regular sleeves hanging from his sleeves is like a bunch of satin bat wing shaped and it says roc on the right one and then he's got a k in the middle of his shirt mm-hmm. and then ula on the left one yep uh, that's that's rockula for those of you mm-hmm. who have difficulty spelling yeah i feel like the k 
but belt buckle was what really nailed the yeah it wasn't mm. quite a belt buckle it was like on his stomach but it sure. is it was like a letterman t-shirt that just oh, i thought it was actually a belt buckle. Nope. No? Okay. no it was just on it his just shirt made me bust out laughing i could not help but giggle every time i saw the rockula outfit mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's that's kind of the highlight of the song it's just that he's wearing that, and she's like, "Oh, hey, it's them." And people go fucking nuts for this song. It's, it's, it's women are climbing on stage trying to grab him. It's not real good. Like it's it's almost like a it's almost like a spoken word thing with some music kind of trying to happen behind him. And I kind of like this one. too. It's all right, really, because <laughs> this, this is the right. one that never. Right. I always felt like it was dancing around being a song. Like he's yeah, just kind of like, but it's kind of fun. Well, it's his first night. <laughs> he only had a day to put it's this like together. His, I'm introducing uh, that I am Rockula to all of you. And yes, all of the rest of his songs are that, but this is the movie and the song both introducing Rockula yeah. to you. Look, the, I, I buy it when Elton Rockula. John gets on stage for the very, very first time mm. and puts on an amazing show. Not fucking Rockula. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, it'd be fine if like the song existed and it was enough for him to go like, oh, okay, that's him and her. And, you know, the club owner is like, well, that wasn't bad. Maybe you can do better next time. But the people going ape shit. That's what I'm like. That's where I draw the line. Okay. Like, yes, I, I do not buy pe- go- people going ape shit. <laughs> yeah. But, but he, okay. So look, here's the whole thing about the premise, the title, the Rockula part of this movie. Mm-hmm. He does this so that he can get into her her, her good graces, so that they can be together, which works after the first song. Like after this, mm-hmm. they are together. Yes. He mm-hmm. keeps performing. Well, why wouldn't you? People fucking love Rockula. But he doesn't give a shit. If you're it's like, it's, it's it's like right. he has a duty. He, he, it's he like, reinvents himself each and every show. I know, but it's like, what is he doing it for? Maybe he thinks he has to to keep things going. Maybe he doesn't. I'm not knocking it. I'm, I'm just maybe saying it's just him a bunch for of money. the art. I'm, I'm just saying it's so strange that that he creates this persona and this band to do a thing. The thing is immediately accomplished, and then he just keeps doing the thing anyway. Listen. For no reason. It doesn't serve the plot. He, it well, doesn't Limp serve... Biscuit still did a bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah. after, you know, the first time they went on stage and said, we're Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we dropped yeah. Nookie, and that should have been enough for you fucks. Yeah. Chuck, <laughs> you're right. I didn't. Maybe Rockula had that rap like, song in his like, heart. Perhaps, perhaps, we, perhaps he's we the DJ. A, I'm the vampire. Perhaps, uh, perhaps <laughs> he had we, to we tell the world this more this. From, than just the nookie. Yeah, they did. I didn't think about the Limp Biscuit factor. I mm-hmm. apologize. Yeah. I, yeah. Take it, I take it back my criticism. Yeah, yeah, but he plays another song where he fucking raps. Yeah, we were we were gonna get to that. Yeah. Somewhere. What else is there in between? Uh, the music video. Oh, is that does is that in between or is that after? I think it's before the rap video. Either way, they're no, together. The, the music now. the music video happened right towards the end because that's yeah. when he. Uh, well, no, don't they have a like a date immediately after? No, they so after the show after mm-hmm. the first after the Rockula performance the mm-hmm. debut. Um, yeah, they they go on a, a they, brief, they go on a brief. He date. walks her home. Yeah, yeah, and then they're like the next day mm-hmm. we're gonna do a date. So the next day they do a date. Right. And they go to a museum, and he's talking about how, about the artist mm-hmm. from the museum. And she's like, how did you know that? And he's like, well, I was there. Uh, I mean, I wasn't there. I mean, I read it in art class. And then they get a shitty caricature mm-hmm. of Rockula and Tawny Notcatane. And is that when it starts to rain? No, because no. I believe that that leads into the her music video debut slash going to mom dinner with mom and that was later like they they went on like but a doesn't su- they went on like a successful date first that didn't end all yeah. weird 
Okay. Yeah, it's a All fine right. date. She kisses him on the cheek, and he goes home. That's and the then first he, day. Yeah, and then his alter ego is pissed at him because he didn't... He didn't get any. Yeah. Poontang. But <laughs> yes. The smooch on the cheek was from the walking her home, right. wasn't it? Yeah. And then the date was the next day, yeah. and I thought yeah. the date went into... It does. But the date did the morphs, rap song. morphs into, into the, music the music video. video. Yeah. I don't know when he does the rap song, but he does the it, rap song in random. between. It just doesn't matter. He, I thought no, I, it matters, Chuck. Okay, listen, because one guy is the DJ <laughs> and he is the vampire. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, look. At one point, he he performs a musical number called Rapula. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. where he raps, and it's what does he tell people? Well, I believe you've set that. <laughs> He's the DJ. <laughs> I'm the vampire. Right. He says that a lot. Uh, Bo Diddley is on stage going along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should also be noted man. the whole thing is shot at like two frames a second, yeah. like on purpose. Yeah, they've uh, cut out half the frames to make it jerky. More than that. I did ask if, if the player was broken or if this is actually yeah. the movie. It, it's, it, it literally is about yeah. two or three frames a second. Okay, so I think they go on their rainy day date after the rap number. Yeah, I thought I thought the rap rapula happened because they briefly broke up. Because there was a point where she was like, they broke up after the after he tells her. Yeah, that's true. He's a vampire. Yeah, Th- this is uh, just part of the wooing. I have. Yeah, to, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah, the Rapula was just like, hey, fuck it. I, mean, I got it. I, I got. I got. Inside I got to got to get a guy another one in me. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get it out. Yeah, because he does that, and, and then there's another. Apparently, they do something else because they meet her. The mom shows up backstage, and he was not wearing his rap outfit. He was wearing a normal outfit at that point. I think he changed his clothes after the yeah. after yeah, the, the Rapula number. Yeah. But yeah. the but Tony. Tony Basile shows up. Uh, Happy Basile Day, and everybody. Because she's told him, like, hey, oh, I'm so glad you finally are back with her. I want you to bring her over. You know, we need to talk to her about everything. And he's like, not yet. Bad idea. Let's hold off on that. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's no. like, great. Dinner sounds good. Yeah. Yep. And she's, she's like, like yeah, what but about, my... what about Thursday? He's like, oh, we can't. You have your, you know, your music video debut. And she's like, we can go after her. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, the mom has met with Thomas Dolby at some point because he is continually getting more and more pissed off that that uh, Dean Cameron's hanging around mm-hmm. with the woman he wants to be with, but is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's playing and a fortune teller. Yeah, she pretends to be a fortune teller, keeps putting a little fan in front of her face as if no one is going to realize who it is. No idea. Yeah, and uh, basically tells him. Just gives him all the information. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so you need to be a pirate. Tells it's he's a vampire. You're you have to be a pirate. You have to have the peg leg. He basically she basically hit her says with the hand bone. you have to murder her. And he's like, yes, then she'll be mine forever. This is great. And it's yeah, like, I can Whoa. mount and stuff her, and she'll be yeah yeah or no, I'll freeze her. Yeah yeah he, yeah. He's immediately on board with this for some reason. Yeah, he's totally just like, well, murder he's, her. He's You're a, right. You know, he's a crazy mortuary. Mortuary. Yeah. So undertaker. Undertaker. so they go uh, before they do the whole thursday night meeting at the mom's house thing yeah they go on a date that ends in the rain and they're kissing in the rain which it weirdly morphs into a music video where the two of them are trying to find each other among a homeless camp yeah we don't know it's a music video i mean it does become it is a music i mean it does become a music video from our eyes because yes they're kissing in the rain and all of a sudden it's like he's like bye and like, because she's she, she's instantly lost. Well, he's like, she, what dimension am well, I in? Because she like she 
leans up against the and is like, "Oh, that was so nice." What was you know? It's I think the rain's about to stop, and he's just like, Phew, "Bye." Yeah, and she's like, "Wait, where where do you go?" And yeah. yes, they go wander wandering through Hoboville, mm-hmm. and it becomes a and I mean, it becomes a musical because for all we know, it's just like now they're singing to us with no pretense mm-hmm. of a well, stage show. It works because the other stuff has been shot like music videos were shot. Mm-hmm. So it kind of fits with the whole, like, it doesn't come out of the blue that they're doing it like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, but, I feel it. But I'm least. saying, like, this is the first time where it's like, okay, nobody is just, like, randomly singing through the streets. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, but right. th- this is... With music. This I mean, is why it's extra weird, because, like, they're they're in the rain, and suddenly he's like, bye, and then they're in a music video. And this music video goes well, to where they're in a hobo camp, and they can't yeah, find each other, well, and children get them back together, and mm-hmm. then it ends with them walking off in the rain and then you kind of cut to people watching this on television well, it ends in a pan out that looks like you're looking you're actually watching a crt tv right playing and, the it, video. and it gives you the little mtv music video information yeah you know. and it's like wait when did they before we this? get too far <laughs> i want to mention how he gets separated from her okay he gets hit by a car and is dragged oh, along while singing into the windshield yes, of the car that is, yeah, that's right yeah mm-hmm. that's true yeah. and then he gets tossed into the hobo camp and yeah. she has to find him. Correct. But yes, Forgot this, this just ends at the video watch party. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was great. It's like, when the fuck did you film that? <laughs> Edit it. Put it together. Mm-hmm. How, what the hell? That's This stuff happens really fast in whatever. Yeah. Also, all of this takes place over from the 19th to the 31st. Friday the 13th. Or, yeah, 13th from the 13th to the 31st. To the 31st. Yeah. So mm-hmm. over... 18 days. It's whirlwind, man. Yeah, but oh. but it doesn't, they don't portray 18 days happening. No, so like I would assume days. that, yeah. <laughs> right. he, he spent like two weeks of that, like looking for her through all the rock, other rock people. Yes. I also want to. And putting uh, together Rockula. Mm-hmm. Just complain that uh, she is, she receives solo credit for that music video. It mm-hmm. is a duet with You're Rockula. Right. Thank you very yeah, much. <laughs> it should be Tawny Not Katane and Rockula. So I'm confused because And the Rockula. This is why I think maybe there's two weird date music video things that happen. Okay. Because there was one that starts with them kissing at her door, it's raining, then like the whole music video thing happens and you know, and it's all w- weird and bizarre and then they're back at their door and she's just like, "Wait, what was that?" Like like they the characters in the movie realize that like a music video just happened. I am also confused about yeah, do this. Yeah, you remember this? Because yes. like like they they, yeah. they they had a moment of self awareness of like, like, wow, that was crazy. Yeah, well, her more because it's like it's obvious they keep sort of hinting that he's got you know the Bella Lugosi vampire hypnosis you know thing mm-hmm. you know and like charm powers and things like that and and it's implied after one of these dates with his flights of fancy music video thing and she's just like that was wild what was that and he's just like yeah i don't know yeah mm, you're so, right so i don't know like i feel like maybe that was that look I here's the thing this Confucian. movie is a collection of scenes all right that's what i mean it's it's not important as far as when it came in the in the movie because the great date debate regardless the music video that they have crafted in the rain with the hobo camp becomes <laughs> the music video that they show at this music music video debut party with tommy stolby and all that cr- yes crap. because then thomas dolby is like fuck that noise check out my latest commercial spot mm. right and yeah. i feel like this didn't happen yet because there was a there was a point in Wait, time does that scene where she where they go what the heck was that does that is that the end of the music video? I feel like maybe? it is, and then that I, must I, be the that must be the end of the music video. I, no, but but i mean there's a there is a point where he's 
I guess it's after they go to have the dinner with the mom. I think it is because they have the music video debut party. He he interrupts it basically with like, here's a whole bunch of my new, you know, commercials for these new crazy coffins that I've invented. Yes. Which is just hold on. Yeah. Fucking gold. This has to be talked about. Oh, because I'm not skipping over it. I'm I know. Saying I'm just saying this is the best scene sure. in the movie because like, so he is just they've got goofs just goofy things for your funeral needs and one is like oh you forgot to bring flowers to the grave well put 50 cents in this headstone and voila flowers go flowers pop up and he's smelled those chlamydias Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is the best line in this movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, there's also one that has like a a a talk box button and it's just like you know if you ever get tired or get lonely that you're missing your your loved ones just push this button and it's they've just got like edna from new jersey it's just like I, you're still drinking, aren't you? And yeah. oh, you smell terrible. And oh, you're so fat. So they bring in the shirtless man in yeah. overalls. He's like, well, three years yeah. ago, my Edna died, and she's still bitching at me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just like bows. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I could still feel her disparaging remarks. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And then bows and, and leaves. And, and, then- and then he's like, <laughs> is the next one the rolling over in your grave one? I believe. Yes. Yeah. Because yep. he's like. He's like, do your did your departed loved ones like not approve of your lifestyle? Well, you can get this new, and, and it's just it's like a it's a rotisserie, rotisserie coffin. Rotisserie coffin, it's and like, I love that they have the thump thump sound in mm-hmm. it as yep. it rolls over each side. Yep, yeah. attention to detail. That's what it's, makes it's, a canon film great. See, here's the thing: is like the first two are just good visual gags. You know, it's a coin operated headstone. Mm-hmm. It's a it's one with a talk box, and then you know a rotisserie one. So like, and then he's just like smirking his way through this. The last one is kind of dumb because it's. it's it's like a glass tube. It, it it's basically what it's ends a cryo up. Being, yeah, it's basically what ends up being his cryo chamber from yeah. later, which is kind of boring as far as to follow it up. But he even sells it with like he does this like comes out from behind a tree. He just like does this like appears on scene like through behind a tree and it's like the thing is it's the same shot. Yes. They have just replaced the props in the scene, so they cut to the next shot and he just pops out from behind this tree that's always been there Mm -hmm. he was in the previous shot and he just pops out like hey yeah i'm just saying like he's doing a lot to sell what is like easily not the best visual gag of the of the bunch but even he sells it just by kind of like sashaying out from behind the tree thomas dolby is selling every fucking thing he does in this movie because he's pitching self-help tapes to listen to when you're dead like (laughs) Mm -hmm. why not quit smoking now that you're dead that's yeah it was his cryo tube but he was selling it as it's like like a meditation chamber he's like why don't you better yourself for the afterlife it's like you know learn how to play golf better like you know yeah, couldn't quit smoking. <laughs> Try while you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. fucking yep. learn other languages. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you got all these like modules. And and uh, Mona at this point modules, is just you like mean tapes. Yeah, yeah. I but, mean they were some kind of weird cart things. Sure, they future, were tapes. Future things. But Mona's like, oh, how dare you? And hits stop on this, and he's like, hey. Yeah. And but then the, they the, they storm out and go to yeah. Dinner. She and then yes, they go to first. She kind of complains is like I worked my whole life for this, and isn't that kind of sad? Anyway, dinner time. Right. And yeah, so it's dinner time with Wacky Mom, who is like. We know because by the end of the movie that like she's been saying shit she shouldn't be saying, you know, ahead of time, Mm. like before he's had a chance to like talk to her and tell her the whole like, I'm actually a vampire and this is a curse and I got to stop you from dying and all this stuff. So she's constantly dropping like the, Mm. hey, did you tell her yet? Anyway, come on in, you 400 year old bastard, you know, like (laughs) just saying all these like dumb things. And it's like, it's a, I don't want to undersell the scene because the other thing we're introduced to in this is boom, boom who's another one of the best like little side characters in this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because like we don't know he's there so like tony basil just like is like there and like being kind of weird and like i said like she's kind of spoiling shit and he's like mom stop you know don't tell her these things i haven't talked to her yet well she's being weird and creepy and yeah and in her in her fun way right but, but then like he just kind of explodes through like the kitchen door like wearing well, an apron dean cameron says what's for dinner and he's like, meat well, potatoes. Yeah, he's what like explodes through the door. He's like, meat potatoes. What of it? And then it's like, oh, hey, it's what's his face? Rick Sumwalt. Yeah, you're the. That's not what they say. <laughs> no. no, I'm just saying. Like he boom, says, boom. Like, the yeah. great boom boom. Yeah, the great boom boom. Like of, the legendary boom boom. Yeah. Implied that he's, I guess, a wrestler or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's mm. like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, shake my hand. Yeah, crunch. crunch. Yeah, <laughs> but he, yeah, he's just kind of like there and not saying much, but just kind of like doing some good visual reacting. Mm-hmm. And they have an awkward dinner conversation. Sort of, yeah, again. where she's talking about like like she's saying how oh she, he might he might have been the father of the company, but he was as wooden in bed as his teeth. Country company or yeah, country whatever. Talking about George Washington. Yeah, she fucked George Washington. Yeah, she made that clear. And he keeps talking. She keeps saying stuff to Mona, like you know, th- obviously she knows Mona because he's seen her fourteen and a half times. But you know, <laughs> she keeps talking to Mona as if. Mona knows about this and like oh and back Mona's in seventeen forty six like oh yeah I'm in on this now because well, she's I think, I think she's, she's just, just like you know eccentric old lady whatever uh, yeah she's but it's weird she's old, going along with yeah you, I think. she's probably like this woman might kill me if I say the well wrong the thing. weird part has not happened yet. yeah I was yeah. gonna say because Mona's like, gonna get weird this is all like her she's like telling stories she's just like uh huh that's great yeah okay your mom's crazy she thinks she fucked George Washington mm-hmm. and also I I believe like introduces her to Boom Boom as like. Uh, Dean Cameron's fiance or whatever and he's like no 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 we're not we just right yeah anyway but yes then then the true weirdness begins because <laughs> they're going to be served coffee in the living room which they have coffee in their hands so I guess it, we didn't have to see it getting served but yeah. boom boom walks in slowly walks over to a, like a Victrola and like drops a needle and then somehow has this like long speech planned out from the beginning of the to the beginning of the song where he introduces the it's fabulous DJ, DJ boom boom yeah <laughs> the fabulous incomparable uh whatever her name is um phoebe phoebe yeah yep and yeah and she comes out and does a a weird dance to to just for them yeah and a song about the dark and the night and such stuff and mm-hmm. she's half like ballet dancing half fly girl dancing i mean it's just it's like there's weird hip-hop like white white people hip-hop moves mixed in with like tra- t- traditional ballet moves tony basil doing tony yeah. basil stuff i'm just saying you it's, know. yeah it's, it's the, real weird tony Basilica. it was noted in the credits that tony basil's choreography was done by tony basil sure yes. oh i wouldn't have known I'm, I'm just saying it's it's a strange mix of like obviously she's had some actual ballet classical da- dance training and then it's just like okay then you also watch the how to hip-hop dance with that super white lady that's yes. on the internet well i mean she was I more mean, of a choreographer than a pop star sure yeah. yeah and that is kind of tony basil's thing is like dancing strangely white uh but okay yeah but yeah. just does this whole thing and, and like mona is like at this point is like getting more and more like the fuck is happening rightly so like mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening because the song is getting somewhat threatening kind of and she ke- and tony basil keeps staring at her as she sings oh it. yeah and then eventually she's like, "Oh well, we gotta go, bye." And as he's walking her home, I believe this is where they stop in the in the graveyard. He's like, "All right, I gotta tell you, I actually am a vampire." She, you know, he's like, "I'm 400 years old." All this, da, da, da. and she, she, I think her reaction is just like, "Nah." Yeah. <laughs> and he's yes. like, "Fine, Watch, I'll, check I'll this show out. you." Yeah, I haven't done this in a long time. I'm a little rusty. I was never good at well, it to begin with. But. Well, he shows her some stuff. He's like, oh, "You remember right. this, right?" And it's, it's a music, music box. box. Right. And she's like, "It seems vaguely familiar." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, because you owned it in 1918." Yeah. Here's a 
here's a painted picture of you in a locket from the 1700s. Yeah. Also, here's a picture of you from like 1910. Yeah, it, it's after she's given all of the proof, and then she yeah, goes, yeah, nah. Well, she actually like throws him <laughs> on the ground. And she's like, nah. Yeah. And then finally, he's like, all right, fine. Check this out. And mm-hmm. attempts to turn into a bat, which mm-hmm. just turns. Is this into- our first effect of the movie? Pretty, uh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, our first the- special effect. Because he tried to fly out of his house earlier. Oh, yeah, and fell on his face. And just fell, but we didn't see anything. And so, yeah, he turns into what the end credits call Bat Dork. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little, like, two-foot-tall thing. Yeah. That keeps making what sounds like farting noise. Yes, whenever it walks, it it makes a fart noise. Uh, Yeah, it it was animated in the opening credits. Like, we saw this thing in its boxers. Yeah, that's right. with With the trench coat. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it turns into this effect, which is just a little person in some makeup, mm-hmm. um, and then th- they qu- they get away from this quick. They're like, "No, get out of that! Yeah. No, no, no!" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she loses her shit. She's like, "No, absolutely yeah. not." Okay. Well, he morphs back into a real person, but like without his pants, right. and it's just like, I, "It's okay. This is you always have this reaction. Like, <laughs> this is the nineteenth time. This is crazy. You know, like just get over it. Like, <laughs> yes, deal with it. I'm a vampire. Yeah." Don't do all the vampire shit, you know, and then she's just like, yeah, no, too much. Bye. And yeah, they have uh, like crying alone time in their respective rooms. Like he wanders through all the wonderful date places they went, like goes and stares longingly at the caricature guys. <laughs> yes. Like it's real weird. Like he's just like he actually like does. He's for some reason he's got a new hat now. Like I guess no, when it's he's, his hat. he got the one back from her. Is it? Yeah. Because this one seemed like I had like a way bigger bill it's on the it. Same one. But he's just like got this hat pulled down way low so he's got to tilt his head up to like look at the caricature guy and it's just like giving this like oh i remember we got our caricatures done mm, we gave him a dollar for that shitty drawing yeah <laughs> this outfit for some reason like gives me strong john cusack vaping movie vibes like he looks like that in every movie now yeah. he has well, like a hat and a trench coat and black t-shirt I, I, be- black I t-shirt. believe he specifically had this outfit when he was trying to blend it in gross point blank like yes. oh, yeah. in the background, like yeah. the, hat, the super big brimmed hat. Just, mm-hmm. I'm blending. But yes, he mopes around for a bit. She like lies in a room and then like grabs a suitcase and like, fuck it. I guess I can't. I think I feel like her reasoning was like, if I leave, I can't get murdered by a pirate or whatever bullshit. I'm just going to get the fuck out of town. None of this will mean anything. I don't even think it's about that. Maybe not. It's I just think a, it's more like she's just like, I'm done with this depression. I'm leaving. Well, sure. she has a weird dream about the pirates making yes. all her stuffed animals walk the plank. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then wakes up and immediately and, is and like, just throws everything in a suitcase. And yeah. there are several weird dream sequences in this movie. This yeah. is one of them. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, she just wakes up. And is like, I'm getting the fuck out of town. Yeah. And basically is on an airport shuttle, I guess, to go to her plane and it breaks down. Mm-hmm. And the guy's is like, no, the shuttle will be along in a couple of minutes. She's like, oh, God, this is the biggest inconvenience ever. Like, yeah, Mona needed to check her privilege right right about fucking here. It's like, I know there's no Uber to call or anything, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, you have to wait 10 minutes for another yeah, shuttle. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Anyway, so apparently she's like, I'm not waiting. I'm just going to go back and get murdered. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is her suitcase is the one that falls open as the guy's trying to pull stuff out. Yeah. She sees, and she sees she the caricature. She, the the shitty caricature. caricature. She packed the caricature. Yeah. That was her own fault. Yeah. yeah. It was her fault. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And this makes her come back. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's just decided, hey, man, I'm fucking Rockula. Yeah. He's Let's like, just whatever. Keep doing this I'm, shit. Right. I got, I got a life, life to live here an afterlife to live. I yeah. Guess. Well, he doesn't even perform. I think he's getting ready to. Oh, yeah. I think he goes to the club and yeah, like runs right. into. Um, he, he runs into the backup. Yeah. The, the, Robin. The, yeah. Robin. The, this is Nancy. I wrote it somewhere, um, which is a weird last name. I know. Um, Ferguson? Nancy, yeah, Nancy Fer- Ferguson, who is married to Mark Mothersbaugh, right. who is another weird musician. 
So there's lots of weird there, music connections. And I was, believe their kid was one I was going to the, say, there, there was a mother's ball listed somewhere in the It's, it's one of the credits. three. Okay, that's what's happening here because Mona's not there, so they tell Weird Girl yeah. she's got to go do the thing. He does, yeah. And the, like, and the thing is, there are these three little girls who were also in the music video, the Homeless Camp music video, yeah. mm-hmm. who are singing about the United States of... Beef. Beef. No, no. It's the United States of beet, but I thought it was yeah. in the United States of beef, right. and I was really excited. <laughs> I thought it was meat, so yeah. I was I was on the same wavelength. Uh, so she's got to go out there and perform that. This becomes like Romper Room Live. That's what this. Ha- that's the aesthetic of this at this nightclub, is just mm-hmm. girl with a headset on jumping around while three little girls do a song, and in between lyrics, the entire crowd is going, ooh! You know, and yep. it's like, what the shit is happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they somehow know how to do it, despite there being no disco beat to make you know that you're supposed to do that. Just when they stop, when the girls stop singing, you you make the ooh sound. Hmm. <laughs> That's the disco call. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Thomas Dolby has prepared to murder. Um, you know, yeah, because this is where like he, he he's been trying and... to get. Yeah, he's been trying to get the uh, the rhinestone coated peg leg. Right. Mm-hmm. He's he's got a instead of just buying a ham bone from a butcher, he has a full ass live giant pig uh-huh. and a and a, like a fucking machete that he's sharpening. While, I think while he's talking on the phone to yeah. the yeah, and he's trying to get the peg leg and like yeah. the costume shops like no, we it's don't have anything. And he's yeah. like it's Halloween, but <laughs> we're all out of rhinestone peg <laughs> yeah. legs. Gosh, Idiot. yeah, but he's we got had everything. Run on them. Yeah, he runs into uh, he runs into Dean Cameron briefly, where he's like. So, what's your costume there, Thomas Dolby? And he's like, I'm not telling you. And he's like, is it a pirate outfit? Don't forget your peg leg. Yeah. Oh, and Thomas Dolby, by the way, is like, because his mom, being the fake uh, fortune teller, was basically like, yeah, he's a vampire, like for reals. So, he's just confronting him all the time with like, I wouldn't even say thinly veiled, like barely veiled references of like oh yeah i mean there's a scene where he shoves a cru- crucifix in his face mm-hmm. and he's wearing like a garlic um necklace necklace yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was at the video party yeah but yeah. i mean it's just like he's, yeah but he's it's been established that that stuff doesn't matter to no. No. you know nah. he cooks with garlic. to rockula <laughs> yeah yeah so thomas dolby kidnaps mona takes her upstairs yeah because mona and him reunite on stage mm-hmm. during the the song with the children. Yes, mm-hmm. they and, do. And, and then looks, and you think like, well, everything's okay here. Yeah. yeah. Phoebe, the mom's out in the audience, by the way. Yeah. Not that it really. Yeah. Because she's her. shown up and basically shown that Madame Benoit is her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's basically like, you better not fuck this up. Thomas Dolby. Right. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he just, he shuts off the lights with like the main breaker box and grabs her like yeah. in the middle of the, of the chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, that song was chaos. It was, <laughs> it was organized yeah. chaos. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he just like and they go dick dastardly her out of the room. They go know. one flight up into the the club hell attic, mm-hmm. and uh, that's called heaven. <laughs> and Ralph is just like I can't find her, and then he talks to his reflection, and the reflection is just basically like, "Who's your best friend? Say it's me. Say it's me." And he's like, uh, "Fine, it's you." He's like, "Okay, they're upstairs." It's like, "Okay, sweet." So mm-hmm. he runs up there, um, and they have a fight. Yep, over Mona. They have a sword fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They have a well. They have a ham bone versus peg leg. Yeah, yeah. Rhinestone Thomas Bilby has lost his rhinestone peg leg upon entering this chamber of um, weirdness, and 
Like a rhinestone peg leg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Dean Cameron picks it up and is like, ah, uh, on guard. And they yeah. have the worst stage acted <laughs> sword fight that mm-hmm. man has ever seen. I don't know. I like the one bit where they both charge at each other and just <laughs> come stomach to stomach and are just like. Uh, that was the actual sword fight, Chuck. Oh, oh, yeah. well. That was the real sword <laughs> fight they, within the sword fight. Came yeah. stomach to stomach. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> but they do just charge each other and then yeah. just stop. It's like. What are we doing? <laughs> Back up on guard. Yeah. But yeah, this is a dumb fight, which uh, just ends with uh, Dean Cameron is like fighting him and like then basically saying like, I'm not going to lose this time because I've been a dork for 400 years and like I've not amounted to anything. You know, I've lived with my mother and she's the only thing that picks me back up when I fall. And then she's hearing this all from below and it's just like, I'm so sorry. And like runs up and does she? I thought she hit him with something. She does. She bonks him over the head. Yeah. But yeah, she kind of boxes him over the head, and he's like, Ugh, and just falls into the cryo chamber, which closes and well, then no. starts. Hmm? No, they hug and apologize, and Thomas Dolby attacks him and bonks the mom Tony oh, yeah. Basil in the head that's with right. the ham bone. Yes, yes. And then that's when he ends up chucking him into the cryogenic tube. Only okay. because they were working for the entire movie to one joke, <laughs> because like he's charging at him with the ham bone, right. goes to hit Dean Cameron, Dean Cameron. Inadvertently ducks out of the way, which makes Tony Basil get hit with it, hit with the ham bone, and he just goes oh, right. like, "That was my mom. You just boned." <laughs> right. It mm-hmm. was a plot point that was literally working yeah. to one joke. Yep. Yeah. But yes, and then I believe he punches him in the face. And no, he no, falls. he turns back into the bat dork. Oh, that's right. Which scares him into the t- yeah. In the he, well, he fart chamber. walks and, and scares him <laughs> he into t- yeah. He yeah. just fart walks. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, ah! uh, yes, he falls yeah. into the cryogenic tube. And he falls in the cryogenic tube and then starts having one of the soothing meditation things that's about golf. Oh, but it's everything that there is a piece of every yeah. every single one of the um, tapes that he mentioned in the commercial mm-hmm. happening in this in this scene. It like it's like imagine the seven iron is your penis and a couple other things that have mm-hmm. to do with, you know, yep. with whatever they were talking about. It's, and he just closes his eyes with a big grin on his face. Like, I'm yeah. yay. Uh-huh. That's it for him. Um, so basically they all leave happily ever after. Uh-huh. And then you come back into the club and his reflections like, Hey, what the hell? Mm-hmm. What the hell, dude? Yeah, they, they walk off like we're done, like yeah. out of the club. Like, like our, our yep. movie's I over. saved her. It's after midnight of, you know, it's yeah. November 1st. And so they they have a shot where the, the camera moves through the wall, which is not really through the wall. It's just stage cut uh, to where the the dressing room has been recreated on the other side in reverse where the re- reflection version of Rockula is. And he's just like, nah, I'm not staying in here forever and smashes the mirror and emerges through it dressed as Elvis Presley and three dancing girls come out with him. And then mm-hmm. he's like, okay, time to go be Rockula. Let's do a show. And so he goes out and he Rockula's as Elvis again Rocky-lovis. over the credits. Yes. As the credits play while he, you know, tells us again, he's Rockula. Mm-hmm. Let me play my thing. Yes, he, he, plays. he plays his guitar like a piano at one point. <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the entire supporting cast is there to assist him. Right. The people who did not leave and have a happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has stayed behind at Club Hell. Maybe they all died. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> Maybe what Maybe they were already dead. Oh. Yeah. I think that they were in the upside down at this mm-hmm. point. Okay. Yeah. So that explains a lot. 
Anyway, that's our very precise <laughs> recap of Rockula. Yeah, there wasn't a single error anywhere in that. Mm-hmm. Of course not. No, I think we figured it all out by the end. Yeah. The movie's a goddamn mess. It is. It's a collection of messy scenes. It is. You're you know not what, wrong. You know what else this movie is? Great. It's, I <laughs> fucking love Rockula. Yes. <laughs> it's I, so much fun. Enjoy the shit out of Rockula. Okay, we have a bit of business here before we get to ratings. Stargrove? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yep. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> Just yeah. make it Rockula sure. talks about I mean, how he is Rockula. Every song is about fucking Rockula. Yeah. <laughs> every song is descriptive of what's going on. It's yes. hard to not let it have a Stargrove. Right. Especially because he like establishes in a Rockula song that he is not, you know, uh, crucifixes don't bother him and garlic, he cooks with garlic and... Mm-hmm. All that stuff. And then later in the movie, we see that play out. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know that he's singing autobiographically. Also, at no point was he ever a DJ. He was, in fact, He a was, vampire. in fact, the vampire. The vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ratings. Yes. So Stargrove. Okay. 100%. Nobody wants to go, huh? Uh, I'll go. Okay. I fucking loved it. Five jocks. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Right up my fucking alley. I, I I cannot explain it, but just from the opening animation credits and the jokes that actually work, loved it. And 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 like I said, I think the thing I love most is that nobody feels above this movie at all. Everyone is committed, and everyone's like, "All right, this is fucking stupid, but who cares? I'm doing it." Like it just seems like it was a fun as hell movie to make for all these people. And I, I just, I, like BJ said, D- Dean Cameron, I can put up with him for the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it he, all works out. Dean Cameron works. Tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but he works for that character. And yeah, it, it's just, it's stupid in all the ways that I like stupid things. I had a ton of fun with it. Five jocks. Everything in this movie works better than it has any right to. I think it is accidentally fucking magnificent. I I like Dean Cameron in this. I like how he plays both of these roles. It's dumb as ever-loving shit. But it made me laugh. It made me giggle uncontrollably several times. Um, I, there are things wrong with this movie, for sure. Nobody can sing worth a fuck. But... Everybody's given whatever they have to it, and man, I fucking appreciate it. I uh, I got to make this the five jock side of the table. <laughs> Holy God! I uh, mark it in the spreadsheet, Chuck. I did. Yeah. I did. Um, Rockula is my new go-to Halloween movie, and I'm gonna <laughs> show this shit to everybody. This is so fucking dumb and grand. Yep. yep. People are gonna hate me, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Because I know this is not, and I can tell by your reactions over there, this is not everybody's cup of tea, but... No, it is a very specific mood and sense of humor and whatever and tone, but it was on my wavelength. Mm-hmm. This was just what I needed. Keep it on my wave, they would say. Which one of us is going to do it first? Yeah, you, you're, we know you're going to break it, so just go ahead and do it. I'll go. It's just a matter of how many bags you guys are going to yeah. give it. Oh, no, I'm not giving it bags. Uh... I, there was a long time during this movie where I literally did not know what side I was going to fall on. I, I 
for the for like the opening credits, I was like, okay, that's cute. And then the first fifteen minutes were like, uh oh, I hmm. There was a point. <laughs> there was a point in this movie, maybe forty five minutes into it, where I thought, you know what, I'm gonna have to watch this again one day because the 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 total and complete randomness of this movie is breaking my brain. I can't. I can't figure out when we are. I can't figure out why things are happening. I it, This is entertaining, and I like it, and I would tell other people to watch it. I appreciate how everyone is going for it, especially the people who shouldn't be um, <laughs> going yeah. for it, but they are, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, I, can, I, I can only give this two jocks. I, I like this movie. I do, and I recommend this movie, but... I don't know. I, I, I sat there worried a lot. I during like the rap number, I just sat there with a hand over my mouth, like, "Oh God, what is this?" in in a way where I wasn't sure if it was good or not. I think I'm about it because it is so aggressively terrible. <laughs> like if it was just middle of the road, I'd be like, "Whatever." But no, it is aggressively awful. Yeah, I and just I'm kind of about that. So here, okay, he, I, I want he, to and he also, high fives that dude like eight times throughout yes. the song. Yeah. Sure. And it's, additionally, it is like kind of a level of satire of the stupid ass white rapper. At least I, that's part of what I got of. Like, yes, it's awful, but it's in a way kind of satirical and like making fun of the whole everybody's got to do a stupid white rapper portion or maybe it was just they were caught up and everybody's got to do a stupid rapper portion mm-hmm. i i want to pose this question the adams family had a rap i <laughs> it did nobody's mad at that so well over the credits <laughs> rockula has gone through this 14 times over the years mm-hmm. and the the saga always ends with a pirate in a rhinestone peg leg killing her with a ham bone mm-hmm. was tony basil every time creating this person to kill her yes every time i think every time okay yeah because she never really explained that she just wanted her son to stay at home and she would be alone without him okay i just i just kept wondering like if there was no thomas dolby character like what is this even movie about what is this movie even about it's where's the pirate (laughs) she creates the pirate i know i i guess that's the case but maybe it happened the first time and then when the girl came back. She's like, oh, well, I got to I got to figure out a way to keep my son home because if she but what happens, takes him away, what happens if she just gets mugged? Like what happens? Like I what if it's not a pirate with a peg leg in the conservatory? I mean, it's no, <laughs> it's part of the curse because okay. like he randomly hits runs into her. OK, you know, I, like it's just it's all that stuff that just OK. The world's gonna keep making it happen one just, way or another. Yeah, if it wasn't it I, wasn't Thomas Dolby, like you know, Sean Parker would have run and been like, "I just figured out a way to download songs." <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. all right. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I mostly agree with what you said. I, I'm probably like I'm wavering because like I'm in the two three and I. I could almost convince myself to go to the four jocks area, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to settle on a three and I, and I feel like that's because out of all of the wackiness and some of the jokes do land. And like I said, we were both cackling at the Thomas Dolby doing the, uh, stupid coffins commercial. Like the other ones were kind of funny, but like that one was just like, 
really well comedically timed. A lot of what was going on, especially for the dumb sight gag, the carrot top level sight gags that were happening, <laughs> right, you know. Yes. But it's like it was somehow sold in a in a, mar- in a marvelous way. Well, because it's Thomas Dolby, right? <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing that I've got to give credit to in this movie, I'm sorry, but I I love the fact that like the entire murder plot with its dumb you know clue weapon was to get a you boned my mom joke <laughs> like i mean that is fucking mm-hmm. dedication like yep. to, 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 to that just be the, the the crux of the entire murder plot is that with a fucking ham bone so that she gets conked on the head you just bone my mom like wow just mm-hmm. that's like you ever just like watch a comedian's act and like he sets some little thing up yep. to fucking close with a callback and yeah. it's just like it's fucking devastating and it's like that that was this in a nutshell it was like it was 90 minutes to get to one like you boned my mom joke really yeah so, so i yeah, three jocks three jocks yeah okay. i mean that's not bad i still like i said i still like it it's just like man the music stuff was real painful to me and i mean don't get me wrong i love the rocky the costume but yeah, i didn't like the song as you fucking should i, I didn't like anything about the the rapula section i, mm-hmm. I wanted to believe me because like when it comes to cringy dumb old like shit like that like there's nothing better than like movies uh, like sections of movies that have things like that that you have no business like was it nothing but trouble has that fucking like yes weird like musical oh, underground shows up yeah and- yeah and it's just like what the fuck is happening in this movie right now yeah for me with the rapula scene mm-hmm. if it's any other movie like if it's not a fucking bonkers halloween ass vampire movie with 10 other musical numbers i think it sits a lot worse like if it comes out of nowhere like there had been one song in this movie and, and it, it had been rapula. Rapula. yeah if like <laughs> I mean, that's his song like <laughs> i mean it's not even like the cringeworthy nature of it. it's it's the like it's i think that its biggest sin is the filming it at like one or two frames like that yeah, is for the whole fucking that. song that's a bad choice for the whole song like if they've just like done it as like a sparkle effect from here and there like you know just like okay this is a the thing they do in rap videos is you know like one time he walks by and and high fives the dude in like two frame vision but the whole fucking song <laughs> like that it was like ugh, please stop uh, i want to note real quick mm-hmm. tony cox is a bamf cast alum okay yeah. he was in spaced invaders <laughs> Okay. Remember all that right. one we all remember from uh, 1990 year? Yeah, Spaced I 100% remember Spaced Invaders. There was an he alien Pez. There was an alien that talked like Jack Nicholson. Mm. That is literally all I remember. Oh, and, yeah, that movie. Oh, yeah, that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. And then I think that movie became the Destroy All Humans video game. <laughs> I think it did. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But anyway, yes. I, keep, I kept wanting to say Tony Cox was in like Monkey Bone, but that was just Gustavo Fring and weird makeup. <laughs> yes. <that's, laughs> right. Yeah. Well, good to know. Yeah. Yep. Welcome, Tony. Cox. Chicken Man was playing a Goat Man. <laughs> yeah, but Rockula, it's something. We all agree on that. It is something. So happy Halloween, everybody! Yay! Woo! <laughs> well, let's take a rock blocking break. <laughs> sure. Welcome back. Hey, hey. Bamcast. 
Yeah. Hey, second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you may recall a uh, uh, couple weeks ago, I think it was, where I may have alienated some of our listeners by uh, having disparaging words for a... I think it's a thing that's become kind of a beloved classic. It was not loved when it came out Nobody at all. Shit at the time. Yeah, I think people really kind of actually hated it when it came out. But I was talking about King of Comedy mm-hmm. and how it was. I, if I didn't say it directly on it, I, what my my intention was is that I think I came around at the end of the day. I was just like, this is not a movie for me. I don't, I don't enjoy things like this. I may have mentioned that it was made the mildly irresponsible, perhaps to make at right. least in its ending, just being like. Hey, just be awful. It might work out for you. Some people have argued that maybe it's not trying to that show that, but I'm. It's not. It was not clear enough in its message for most people to not just watch that and go like, "Oh yeah, I should probably do that too." You know, if you're already a little <laughs> mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's fast forward. Why did I watch that? Because I didn't have time to get out to theaters. Well, I did now, so I have seen joker yeah mm. the big smash hit everyone loves it joker how the feel good comedy of the fall how much did joker. you love it i i loved it in a negative sense mm. <laughs> oh dear i quantify it with a negative number all right what happened Ah, uh, well so unlike king of comedy i would actually say i don't think this is good like i mean <laughs> at all like i mean and mm. And it's not even that, like, I, it was most definitely not for me, but I'm I'm erring on the side. I don't think it was particularly well made either. It's it's acted. It's it it is certainly going for a thing. Like, I mean, it's unlike and I mean, I'm, this is going to sound bad and maybe mildly pretentious because it's like I've never made a movie. So who the fuck am I to talk? But the only thing I can I can strangely compare it to in terms of saying I didn't like it is Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master also with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Clearly, okay. he was doing a thing. It was... Yeah. This was... I am acting. I am playing a character. It is a messed up character. And when it was all over, I was like, wow, I can't wait to never watch another frame of that movie ever again. I agree with you on that. Um, This is similar. Except at the end of the day, the guy who made fucking Road Trip made this. And so, like... <laughs> I'm led to believe it's like you've got a guy who's willing to pot commit 100% to a movie role and go fucking whole whole hog, whole ham, whatever your expression is, and go fucking crazy for a movie. But at the end of the day, it's put together by the the guy that made fucking Road Trip. Now, I know that you can easily say that like Talladega Nights, that guy went on to win or at least be nominated for Oscars. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. not what you've made. It's what you end up making. Okay, Mm -hmm. sure. Great. Fine. But this is a sudden and drastic leap, I think, into attempting to make a thing. And I know I just came to the defense, I think, on the same episode of saying, how dare you, you know, kind of coming to the thing of like, how can you say that like a, a, a movie isn't a real film just because it is based on a comic book or something like that, you know, kind of coming to that side of that argument. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is a movie made by the guy that made Road Trip that made a comic book movie. So I'm I'm just saying the cards are stacked against it from a from an outside perspective of like is this arguably a good film or not? <laughs> right. And I think where I will land is that if you like it, great. You know, I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum, but like this is this is a, an extremely uncomfortable movie. It is 
it makes you feel squirmy all over the whole time it's happening. Mm. And when it's over, it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to go home and take a shower and never think about that again kind of thing to mm. me. Mm-hmm. And that's not really an enjoyable film going experience and in, in, in no way, shape or form. It's I, I think there's only so much cringe I can watch in a movie and still say I enjoyed it. I mean, there there is like say Rockula. <laughs> well, no, because nothing was really. Don't you dare besmirch Rockula in that. Like, R- Rapula was pretty cringy. Okay, well, in a Hush. modern modern day sensibility way, sure, yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm I'm talking about in terms of deliberately cringy. Yeah, like I am. I'm going to show you a person who has no rhyme or reason between right and wrong. Um, every scene that they're in, they will be making the other person in the scene feel uncomfortable. And in some ways it's like, I think maybe the actor was feeling uncomfortable too, you know, in certain scenes. That's how I feel about most Joaquin Phoenix movies these days. Um, and, and it's just like, at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't think that's comfortable. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel like that when I'm watching a movie or anything else for that matter. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't like being in those kinds of social situations in real life. Like I don't, want to interact with someone who has no boundary for I should maybe stop talking now this is not working <laughs> you know this this person mm-hmm. is not responding the way they should be you know must change on the fly and stop stop, stop talking mm-hmm. you know and this is just a movie full of that like if you think the scene in you know king of comedy is hilarious when he goes into uh Jerry Lewis's house and refuses to leave stretch that over the whole entire movie like that's that's joker like okay. it's just like that that squirmy feeling of like oh just take a clue guy like it's <laughs> it's that okay you know? and uh, i don't know I, I i'm just i'm i'm attempting to figure out what i can say without being spoilery because a it's the joker and it's a character that's what 75 80 years old whatever the fuck it is now mm-hmm. like so does saying anything about the character mean anything like this i don't don't know like i mean it's yeah i it's it's just it's a it's a weird movie where you're you're not enjoying watching what's going on because it's so cringy and then you take it and base it on a character and take characters that are historically well liked Mm -hmm. you know related to like the waynes and things like that like that are i mean Thomas Wayne is in the movie. I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, yeah. And it, he's a complete fucking asshole. And it's like, well, how did this fucking complete and total asshole raise Batman? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's just, it's like one of the things Batman's where he's kind of an asshole. He didn't raise Batman. Well, he died. He, I mean, yeah, Batman's Batman. an orphan. He, he raised Batman to a certain age <laughs> and oh, then he died. Yeah. You know? But anyway, I just, I, Alfred raised Batman. It's, it's a weird thing where it's like, okay, you know, it, it would be, an uncomfortable movie that could just be like, no, not for me. Goodbye. But then you base it on the character that retired into characters. Like, I mean, I get, I like Joker as a foil for Batman. The way he works best is to not try to explain why he is crazy. Just be like, he's the opposite of Batman. Fucking move along. You know, that's all you need to know. Right. Like it's, he's an evil it's, clown. it's that, you know, sliding door situation. Like thing happened. He went left and Batman went right whichever way you want to go because that sounded fucking political but you know like, um but you know what i'm saying like it's just like i i appreciate when when joker is boiled down to that you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's like that's all that's that's why he works best is the fucking mystery of like how the fuck did he get to where he is and for a movie to just come along and be like well we're gonna explain it and it's like 
I don't want that. <laughs> like that's doing the one thing you shouldn't do with that character. Hmm. I mean, like the Red Hood storyline did that too. It like gave Joker a whole backstory. It's like, all right, if I take that as like a separate like, you know, entity that may or may not be canon, great. You know, it's sort of like the it's that's why I think that you know everyone will always go back to um, Heath Ledger's Joker as a some sort of example to set for that character, but the fact that he was continually lying about his backstory right. is right on in, in the Joker's wheelhouse. Like that's why I think that's interesting. Cause like when he first started doing the soliloquy of like, you know how I got these scars, it's like, I was like, fuck, don't, don't explain the Joker. That's like the one thing you shouldn't do. But then when it, the story changed every time, it was like, Oh, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. fair. But yeah, I, I don't know. So that all I have to say, I don't like the movie. Okay. And yeah, I mean, is it, is it setting a bad example? I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like it. It's not like King of Comedy where it like, I don't feel like it works out for him. And if you think it does, then you watch a different movie or you have a different definition of working out, I guess. Like, and probably also don't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I didn't like the movie at all. It was gross and made me feel even grosser. Mm. That's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry to hear that. Done rambling about Joker. Okay. Mackie, what'd you watch? So, Jen has this list of movies that she's like, I want to see that. And then we never go to the theater because I find a way not to go see it. Right. Uh, she wants to see the new Maleficent. And I was like, oh, well, we never saw the first one. So oh, we well. can't go. <laughs> so I've seen the first Maleficent. <laughs> uh-huh. It's all right. It's just it's it's one of those movies that's in way too big a hurry to get where it's going. You know, like I my classic example is always like you get to Star Wars Episode three and it's like Anakin's good, 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 good. And then, OK, now I'm evil Yeah. in like literally 15 seconds. And you're like, wait, you know, and this movie kind of does the same thing where it basically retells Sleeping Beauty, but it starts like like it has a prologue. That is how she turns evil. And then it's like, all right, here's the kind of the plot of Sleeping Beauty, sort of, but a little different. And it doesn't work because everything they set up in the beginning happens in like three scenes. So you've you've given like her whole like, oh, this is how she turns evil in the first 10 minutes. So there's no arc. Yeah, there's no arc. But I mean, because the way they do it, like the way it actually happens. Works, but it doesn't work. Like, like script-wise, it works. It doesn't work because you took out all the bones that would have structurally held it up to get there. But then you get to that scene, you're like, oh, fuck, that's fucked up. And, you know, and it's like... Oh, I'm sure that's just what Disney wanted you to yeah. do. Yeah, and it's like, that's a Disney movie. What the fuck? This is like some I spit on your grave shit. What the fuck? Whoa, that's... Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it's... The analogy is there, believe me. Okay. But, um yeah, it just it doesn't work in that manner. And then like Shalto Copley, I I used to love that guy, but he's fucking terrible in this movie, like absolutely fucking atrocious. And it's like a switch flips and he's just like, all right, now I'm evil. I'm evil for the rest of this movie. Evil, 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 evil. So did he just have that one role? What I'm kind of feeling like what one role? District nine. Yeah. What do you mean? Like that was the only good thing? No, you there's did? like no, like in uh, what is it? Uh, hardcore Henry. He's fucking awesome in Hardcore Henry. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. he's fantastic in that movie. I thought he was good in Elysium too, from same guy as District Nine. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, but, but I liked like, him in A Team, the movie we were saying that was better. than oh, right, right, right. gave it a chance. I yeah, he was in yeah, that. the A Team is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like in this movie, he's bad, and <laughs> and it just kind of devolves into one of those you know CG things with dudes just get, like knights in armor getting bloodlessly owned. You know, where it's like you don't really. There's no gore. There's no violence. It's just like I knocked this guy into a tree and. He now down. he's out of the fight. Also, you know? there's one thing I need to note for you, Chuck. Uh-oh. About Charlton Copley. Yeah. That's Chappie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Copley. Yeah. Yeah. He's Chappie. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said the whisper yeah. jokes don't work, but that was really just for you. Sorry, that's yeah. fine. That's I'll, Chappie. I'll, I'll pull up the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie's just kind of like, that is like the definition of a three-star, okay, whatever, movie. A digestible movie. Yeah. It's like, huh. She's kind of like, yeah, that was an hour and a half, wasn't it? Mackie says Maleficent isn't magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's only Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the Lana Del Rey version of Once Upon a Dream at the very end is really fucking good. Okay. Like that plays over the credits. That is a really good version of that song. Maleficent. But, really fucking yeah. good. <laughs> Mackie. <laughs> Yeah, there, there you go. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yep. Really fucking good. Yeah. There, I'm a marketer. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll be reporting back on what Maleficent 2 is like. Is it just called Malef- Maleficent No, 2? it's like Mistress, Mistress of Evil, Evil or something. <laughs> which, like... It's like, what, they're, what are you doing, Disney? No, because <laughs> no, they... They, they half ass so much. Like, by the end of that movie, they're just like, no, she's actually good. She's not a bad guy at all. You know, it's like... Oh yeah, the the other version was wrong. This is this is the version. So it's it's kind of like eh, whatever you. Is it trying to be kind of you cowards? <laughs> I don't know, kind of wicked esque, somewhat. It, but yeah. like, but I mean, like in Wicked, she's still bad at the end. Wicked, yeah, yeah, because she's the wicked witch. Yeah. So she's not maleficent at the end of the first one. No, she's still maleficent. She's just <laughs> she's just like us, a, a kinder. I don't know if like the second one's like the fucking bad news bears where she just forgot how to be evil. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) Maleficent to munificent. You won't believe what happens next. It's, yeah, it's just kind of, I watched it, (laughs) you know, and now I got to watch the other one. There you go. Hell yeah. Glad I got that Cinemark movie pass that we never use where I've got like like 12 free tickets now (laughs) because they're just like. Hey, you should probably watch a movie. <laughs> you haven't used this in a while. And I'm like, you guys are right. I yeah. should watch a movie. That's, that's how I, I signed up for it. And that's how I, that's how I saw Joker. I will probably yeah. try to make use of my tickets, though. No, I w- well, they, they roll over. So that's oh, a nice thing. I know. So you can just stockpile until some good shit yeah. comes out. Yeah. Not go see I, I, I think they start, they start emailing you after eight. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, hey, like, you got hey. eight tickets. <laughs> but like, you realize the last one you used was on The Predator. And Ooh. that was like, whoa, a year ago. I'm like, oh, shit, you're right, guys. Fuck. <laughs> I should have used more. Oh, shit, you're right, guys. Yeah. Fuck. But hey, <laughs> I got my 5% off at the concession stand. Hell yeah. And that's Hot really damn. what matters. Is it 5 or 10? I, I don't, don't know. Ten. Sure it's, it's less. It's less money going into the pocket of big cinema. <laughs> so... <laughs> There you go. Yeah, big concession. Yeah, take that popcorn go, consortium. Yeah, go, go <laughs> Less money in the pocket of big Mister Pib. Uh, yeah, yeah. No extra for you, Pib. Yeah. <laughs> ah. yeah. 
So anyway, anybody watch anything else? No, no. I mean, I will say I started uh, Stranger Things season three. Hey, there you go. No, finally. That's all I had to say. Welcome, welcome to the. Um, I watched uh, Jen start watching Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, I watched. I've seen. I've seen this. Right. I've seen basically the last four episodes and like one of the early ones. It's just pretty good. It is. Yes. It, it is better than I thought. It it really is not what I thought it was going to be, which is good. And I know you I guys tried to told tell me you that. in a way that wasn't what you were asking about it, but yeah, because I mean, there's still the shitty religious hypocrisy thing going on. There is, but but it's, there's also like a genuineness to them there that really offsets is. it. That it's, it's so it's not like they're just like evil shitty people. Yeah, they're just kind of petty towards each other. Yeah. And like, they're also more like children who just don't even understand how money works or anything just, because that's the only life they've ever led. It's just a rich family. It's yeah. Really, that like the job that they do is almost secondary to anything. It's mm-hmm. it, the, the show is not hitting you over the head with yeah. like, Hey, these religious fucks are hypocrite, you know, hypocritical. It's like that. It's almost like the show treats that as a given. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're crooked anyway. Let's move on to what they're actually dealing with. I think it's just, I mean, I think it's more for an occasional laugh when you realize like, what it is they do. Yeah. Or they were just like, fuck that guy, fuck this shit, and like, oh, you just threw Jesus, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. Yeah. That was a karate man. Yeah. yeah. I, I just... <laughs> I wish Danny McBride played a different character at some point. He knows his range. Yeah, but every time it's that same character. This is a better version of Danny McBride than I've seen in a while. Like, he's been not used properly for a yeah. while. Um Yeah. And the way they end the final episode is really strong. Yes. So that works at least. And I am very pleased that Uncle Baby Billy will survive and live on. Because mm-hmm. when he got that CBS show, I was like, oh, no, do not kill him off. Please, mm-hmm. this show lives or dies on him for me. Please, no. Yeah. Um, I know Harlow and I watched the first episode of Watchmen. Yeah. That's a thing. It sure is. <laughs> I'm going to need to watch that. Holy shit, that's a thing. <laughs> don't just like, don't do what I did, which is just like, oh yeah, I guess I'll check out that Watchmen show. Like you, you need to be prepared. I mean, it's, it's heavy and yeah. it's not like, it's not a thing that you can just be going like half awake and half pay attention to. No, like, no, you will be lost in two minutes. Yeah, we, we were 45 minutes in and my wife said, am I supposed to know what's going on here? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. So it's supposed to take place like 30 years after the movie or something like that or but whatever the original graphic novel, however I you want to put it. don't know. Yeah, they, I mean, they talk about... the original set in like, I think, 86. Yeah. I mean, the, they talk about the whatever guy who was the president. Like, Nixon. I think, well, no, like, I, I think in the original graphic novel and what, yeah, maybe... Nixon's even in, the, in like his third or fourth that's right, term yeah. at that point. Robert Redford is the president. Okay. He he. Uh, it literally Robert Redford. Literally Robert yeah. Redford. He he. Nixon got out of office somehow. They don't explain why. Probably but Redford has been president for like thirty years. Yeah. Okay. So is that, uh, is that what they said, Redford? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's it's weird that they no one ever explicitly says it, but there's a poster in the school. Okay. That his picture is on, and then they talk about Redforations and and there's a trailer <laughs> that that says "fuck Redford" uh, on it, and that's in the good. Nixon trailer park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, he's president. Yeah. They don't specifically point it out, but he's president. Yeah, of the United but, States. but basically, it's in it's in the guys that like all the police have basically taken over for the Watchmen, so like they run around in masks and shit, and now there's like a an uprising that is like follows the ways of Rorschach. Yeah, the, yep. the white supremacists are all wearing Rorschach masks. Yeah, and Doctor Manhattan is on Mars. Well, that's the thing is like still, or no, he was on the moon last time. 
They no, he went to Mars. Oh, was it Mars? Yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. And I was, I was going to say, all right, everything they're doing in the show portrays them as white supremacists. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure there's a swerve coming. Well, I'm saying, like, no, they're, they're, there's clearly already a swerve coming because one of the people who's, like, a bigger-named actor is part of it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm saying, like, everything they're doing is, like, the Warshack people are, are basically the KKK, but... It's not. It's not a race thing anymore. It's just. It's like, hey, fuck the man, the power. Yeah, it's. But, a, but they're operating like the secret KKK bullshit. It's a weirdly fascinating alternate universe. Yeah. It's. I know, Mackie. I know you didn't watch the leftovers, but someone on Twitter very aptly described it as the batshit crazy episodes of the leftovers, of which there was like one or two a season, where it was just like, what in the fuck is happening here? Mm-hmm. That's the first episode of Watchmen. It's just like, I literally have no idea. Like, they are not explaining this universe at all, but it's amazing. <laughs> okay. So. Well, I plan to watch it. Yeah. Should I Should I have Jen? She wants to watch it as well. Should mm-hmm. I have her watch the Watchmen movie? If she's never seen it, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, you, yeah. I think, well, I mean. But as I know, I know for this. what everyone says about the movie, whatever. I don't well, care. No, no, no. I'm the saying, movie's all right. I'm saying, okay. It's so, not great. So Westworld is a reimagining of the movie. Like seeing original yes. Westworld means nothing. Yes. But this is like, this is continuing Watchmen. Okay. This is not like. You so know, that'll at least give her the basics of that universe. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. I mean, happening. I honestly don't know how you could watch, like start the show without having read it or watch the movie one. Okay. Because you have to have that knowledge, I feel. Okay. Because uh, there's too much like. There yeah. are very specific allusions to yeah. the main characters of the Watchmen. Absolutely, movie. yeah. Okay. Very specific. Like, I, I haven't seen Watchmen since it came out in theaters, but when they made references to these things in the show, I was like, oh, right, that was that actor, and that was this guy, and mm-hmm. okay, that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But okay. how it ties in, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like, well, I, I watched Watchmen fairly recently, so I I think I feel like I'm catching on to what they're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I don't so far I don't feel a twist. I just feel like it's one of those things where the way they the way they show it to you is just kind of like explosive and nonlinear. Mm-hmm. So it's like I it just took me till the end of the of the episode before I went. Oh okay yeah and it's, all right it just it took me a while to like put it together the way they were presenting it. Okay, but yeah it it does feel like a direct continuation. Okay cool. So I guess we'll check in more as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah sure. Is it the usual 10-episode season? I'm sure it is. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Okay. I thought there was usually 13. Isn't that their thing? Oh, no. HBO was 10 or less. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Gemstones was nine. <laughs> yeah, that was... Well, like you said, the crowd, because they threw in that one I think flashback the flashback episode was a later, like, hey, we should probably do one more. Okay. So, BJ. Yo. People want to write into us. How should they do it? If they would like to watch these men... Um, read their emails mm. they could email us at bmf at bmfcast.com okay if they'd like some Alan Moore of us <laughs> that if they like they, what if they want to call if they want to call oh that's easy 9105 jocks bmf duh we've been doing that for like 10 years <laughs> yeah what if they go know. to the website what website is it it's bmfcast.com that's a that's a good choice by strong. us strong yeah mm-hmm. there's a bunch yeah. of buttons on the right hand side that'll take you to all our socials there okay. also cool what yeah. if they want to actually give us money for some reason? Ooh, um, it's a little bit trickier, but it's um, patreon.com slash bmfcast. Pa- cool. Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And it's not oh. just giving us stuff. We give something back. We do. Return. We give back to the community. Yeah. Uh, and by the community, I mean patrons um, by giving them a whole bunch of bonus content. Yeah. And sometimes some of that stuff leaks out to the main feed, too, because, you know, we're decent. 
It'll like have that. you saying quid pro whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys ready to get out of here? <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm glad just I'm back, but yeah. I still hate you. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Let's get out of here, though. Yeah. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bevcast now. Ooh, spooky. Happy Spooktober, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers.